<laughs> What's all this nonsense? Look at there's like one with pretzels. And, you got options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's a brownie that. one at the top. Yeah. Ooh. It, it's a whole thing. I could do without the picture of the guy. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> they had to have could the guy. Done, could have done without what? that. It's not even like a sexy woman. Make it a girl. Yeah. 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 Sexy yeah. woman. Exactly. Yeah, like her a hair's a little like messy. A, eyes like are watering. Mummy um, teacher. <laughs> 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 I want to see a little makeup running. But anyways. <laughs> too far. Too far. Sorry. sorry. Mascara. Yeah, we're, we're good. Maybe one flash kind of hanging. I haven't said anything. I've just yeah, said we this. are within YouTube's guidelines. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. Big Ron Parlow here with Dusty Hanshaw and the producer, Scott McNally. Of course, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Yes, maximum algorithms. Remember, everybody. You've got to hit those uh, things for us to help us recover from all the missed views we had while we oh, were gone. God. We had that little little, little stutter step there, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the little nap we had. Um, and, uh, you know, we got to get the push, get the push, get the momentum going. Everything's going so good. So uh, thanks, for everybody, for all that. Remember, IamMutant.com. Go to immutant.com, get your ISO surge, get your all in, and everyone should get on the gear. Dusty 20, Big Ron 20, use either code, save 20%. Okay, guys, what what's up? What's new? What are we doing here? Well, we're doing pri primarily the Q&A thing, and uh, yeah. something that came up this week that I wanted to get into right away was the importance of quality check-in photos for you guys and myself, of course, when clients are uh, working with us and, and what you expect to see, why it's important and all of that. Yeah, we talked yes. about that the other like maybe not too long ago, but we didn't cover everything we could. And we didn't have nearly naked pictures of Ron, which we do today. So well, I have I, them, but anyway, oh, you, you have yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, hey, you guys feel free to send a few in. I just wanted to put my money where my mouth was. If I'm going to harp at people for progress pictures, I want yep. to be able to say that like, hey, like, here's here's my point. OK. This is a progress picture that I took for my coach. This is 2006. Yeah. This is in the, the, the boxing room at the gym in Edmonton, hardcore gym. This was taken on uh, like a camera. Oh, right? you're kidding me. Right. <laughs> so taken on a camera and then uploaded into a computer, pulled off the camera, attached to an email, and sent to my coach, who was Scott Abel at the time, who did a great job that year. I came in great As shape. we can see. Yeah, but but my point here is that everyone now has the most incredible technology in their hand. You have these 4K phones that just send the most incredible quality images. There is absolutely no excuse for your check-in photos to be crap. Like you have no, you almost have to go out of your way to send bad photos of yourself, and it's it's so. It's such a waste of everyone's time. Stop doing it. Send better pictures. How good was that photo? Just find good lighting. It's not that hard. This one's It's sick. not hard. And this is just, so this is 2010-ish. And I would have sent this photo to Chris if it's 2010. Okay. And this is just in my old kitchen in my old townhouse in Edmonton. Um, 
And I took all my photos there, all my morning photos. This would have been probably a night photo, judging by the amount of light. Yeah. But I took all my all my morning pictures were great there. And then all my night photos were pretty great. You could still see my glutes and hams. It's a little shadowy, but those night photos were good. Chris could see what was going on. He could see how full I was. He could see striations coming across my back and everything. So the point is he could look at these photos and be like, oh, I know where Ron's at. Yeah. Yep. You know? Oh, he's pretty full last night. We'll see what the morning pictures look like. You know, like he he could really get a good sense of how I looked. And um, uh, we've all expressed our frustration when we when we have a hard time getting accurate photos from clients. Well, I, I think the biggest thing um, that drives me crazy is 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 as an athlete for myself, I can see what I look like uh, in the mirrors and the good lighting in the gym and all these places. And uh, one of my houses that I lived at during my time with Chris, there was literally no good lighting in the house. It was weird lights in the, there was no lights coming off of like both of my front and back porches were covered patios. Like it was, it was a nightmare. Um, but I was, that was not an excuse to not get him good pictures. So I used to drive to the gym every time he right. needed pictures meet. I had a friend who would meet me at the gym just to take my photos and we would leave because I wanted them perfect and it was before the the age of you know uh setting up the the timers working or all those things like i wanted him so good that he just did me the favor of coming with me to take the pictures and i point that out because it's like it blows my man people go i don't have good lighting i'm like it's not worth a trip to the gym or you can't do it before you train like there's nowhere in the history of the world that's worth you getting me pictures to accurately help you prep for a show and I'm telling you, it is enormously important. It's like, I want to feel like I was with someone. There you go. Exactly. You got that. It's this hard. It's this hard now. Yeah. Like I just. For the audio people, Ron just showed us a, a small ring light. Yes. Yeah. Well, I bring size <laughs> the se- the um, secret to my beauty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but no, it's it, not it, about it the size, Scott. <laughs> exactly. I mean, his lighting is better than mine. I have a huge ring light here, but it's just, yeah. I'm but it doesn't work half the time. Over here, yeah, duct tape around it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but no, I just I, I thought it was important because I had a client send me pictures the other day, and two things happened. Number one, I opened them up, and they were so bad. I actually asked him. I said, "Did you look at these?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Why did you send them?" Because right. they're so bad, I can't judge what you look like. And yeah. one thing I, I want you all to realize, and this is a great client, and he listens to the show, so I'm not hammering him in general, but I have to point it out because I was so irritated. I wanted to say, like, as a coach, when someone doesn't take the time to give me good pictures, I immediately wonder what I can't see that they're also not doing well. Like, are you really taking yeah. your sets to hell and back? Are you possibly adding you know when when i ask you to have 200 grams of rice and it's 215 do you just eat it like those questions answer me because i would never send my coach terrible pictures because he's all of his decisions are made based on those so i really think it's important that people understand that because if not listen you might as well just tell me your weight and kind of tell me in your eyes how good or not good you look and just don't send pictures at all and we'll wing it right 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 you know, because because it is that bad. I mean, like Ron, you said on that in that night picture in your plus, is the lighting perfect? No, because it's dark. But you, I can see your hams, 
your calves on the right side. I can see your fullback, so I see enough. Whereas if it was a little darker in there and I couldn't see his hamstrings at all and his glutes, I'd be like, Ron, these pictures aren't good enough. I can't see. Yeah. But you can see what he's working with to make decisions. And that's enormously important because I've been there with clients where I see them at a show or something and one of two things happens. They're leaner than I thought. And I'm like, oh, man, I should pump the brakes. Your pictures don't show this. Or they're fatter. And I'm like, oh, shit. We have eight weeks of prep left and 12 weeks of work to do. Yeah. Because your pictures don't depict what's happening. You know what I mean? So it is really, really important. And I, I hope people will take the time because I've found a ring light in a dark room set up directly in front of you. You're good. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Solves That's a lot of problems. Need. You know yeah, what? I, you know. I realized I made a mistake as a coach. And that is this. And I've never said this on the show before. Maybe I'm just coming to realize it now that it, early on, the pictures are not quite as important. You know, like as we close into a show, like those first sets of picks, I see what you look like. I know we need to get the scale moving and, and, and it isn't as important. But but then as you do move on, it gets more critical. And there comes a point that I'll say to this is the way I've historically worked. There comes a point that I say, like, hey, we got to do better pictures now. Yeah, like, let's really get this together. But anymore. I've been taking that to like just out the gate, like, hey, and if 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 they aren't what I want them to be, uh, I usually tell people nowadays, like I'll, I'll say, hey, can we, you know, I'll, I'll give them some instructions. And uh, and then if they if they try that out and it's still not right, I'll say, hey, this looks good. But next time, let's try moving that camera down a little bit. Your head looks huge and your feet look tiny. You know what I mean? Or or whatever right. we need to or pull it back. I want to be able to see you from foot to head, you know, yep. stuff like that. But, yeah, I used to I used to like let it ride if it wasn't as important. Uh, but there comes that point that, like, you really need to see all those details, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I see what you mean about. Like, the, you know, the first, like someone who's 40 pounds overweight and right. isn't looking to compete, the, the pictures aren't as important, but you save yourself time if you set them up with good habits off the start, because yeah, then later do. down the road, when they do need to take better pictures, they you know, you don't have to teach them at that point and you, know, you just save yourself the time. So I know what yeah. you mean. Hey, hey guys, I was just looking through the Facebook group, by the way, if anybody's not a, a member over there and you do Facebook groups, check out the Think Big group. Um, James Stockston had, uh, had a question for the group and I wanted to throw it at you guys. So none of us are currently prepping anymore, but he says, um, when you were in prep um, or uh, generally focusing on controlling your diet, which I guess we, we all do that. He says, what's your guilty pleasure food? He said, personally, I've always been a donut guy. Krispy Kreme, when they are hot and fresh, are God's gift to man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's freaking classic. Well, I I think well right now how I eat is like basically super clean, like super you know uh, behavior behaving bodybuilder, and then I have a little bit of ice cream every night. So it's like that little bit of ice cream I have every night just makes me feel like I don't diet at all. Like just regular you know I mean? ice cream. It's not like a special low sugar. No, no. Like that. Although, although I will announce that I just got a Ninja Creamy. I yes. just bought one for Emily. And I made some mutant iso surge in almond milk and egg whites with a bit of nut butter in there. And I, I, I froze that and I creamy that up with the ninja 
and it was insanely good. It was like I was eating ice cream. I couldn't believe how it turned out. So <laughs> I'm like, we're one day into this, and I was I had my socks blown off with the first batch that I made, and it had nothing like it was total diet formula. I wasn't trying to make it. You know, yeah, you didn't like, like drop you, a butterfinger in it. No, like if you <laughs> yeah. if you put like if you put like if you put like like real cream in it and like ice cream ingredients, you'd make real ice cream. Like I never insane. heard of this thing. What is this? Exactly. Where have you been? Uh, I'm yeah, sorry, I've been in my basement <laughs> doing podcasts with you guys. Yeah. You didn't tell me about it. I'm, I'm oh, waiting for man. you to tell me. <laughs> you gotta you you gotta you gotta here to, I'm gonna send to give you give you an idea of how far behind you are, Scott. Yeah. We have had one, broken one, and replaced one <laughs> since they've been around. So yeah, they're a they're a thing. I just found out about air fryers like a year and a half ago. So give me cut me That's some cool. slack. Every, every, about five years behind on everything. That's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no man, it blew me away. Like it was good. I stopped at my uh, friend Aaron's house. I went to visit my buddy Aaron Jewell, old buddy of mine. Yeah. And uh, he's one of those, uh, he's like me. He's also like, you know, retired old old school bodybuilder. And he goes, have you had a Ninja Creamy? And I'm like, no. And he's so like, oh. so he opens his freezer and he pulls out one that's made with like banana ISO. Yeah. And, and he's like, you got to have this. And I started eating it and I ate the whole thing. It was like, I was like, oh man, I'm broken now. Let me see. This is a this is a video you sent me, huh? Yeah, yeah. I sent right, the video. Let me see if I can play the video here. Yeah, it's super loud. It's like the loudest blender you've ever heard. You're like, holy jeez! Wow. And my neighbor calls when I use it. Yeah. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah. So like a no 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 ninja after 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah. rule at your noise uh, ordinance. Yeah, in your neighborhood. <laughs> exactly. Here we go. So you pop it off. No ninjas, no shooting guns after 10. Yeah. So there's no sugar added, no fat added. Or, well, I put some nut butter in there. But, oh, and and it whips it up like it is like ice cream. cream. And it's just almond milk, egg whites, and whey isolate with a bit of nut butter. That's all I put in mine. It was insane. That's the bomb. That looks really nice. So, yeah, if you're like actually good, you you know, you want to use like other things in your recipes, you can just make them like, you know, however crazy you want. Yeah. You don't have to, though. I literally did uh, water, chocolate isosurge, and peanut butter. Oh, really? You went water? Yeah. Water. And it was nuts. So, yeah, I mean, you really, and it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't even that I was trying to die or anything. I just don't have that in my house. I was like, oh, just add water, see what happens. Good to go. So, Yeah, yeah. yeah, those things are awesome for sure. So, anyways, back to the question. Guilty pleasure. Scott, what is yours? Um, we derailed for 10 minutes and don't answer questions. That's why we are terrible for pretty much. I'm going to derail a step further because when you guys oh said Krispy Kremes <laughs> or he said Krispy Kremes, I thought about this thing I heard. Do you realize how many Krispy Kremes get thrown out that like they don't they don't. Oh, sell no. Them. What's this? So I guess this employee got in trouble because he posted these pictures. This is uh, this is like Metro UK. I think I don't know what that website is. These are the Krispy Kremes that were getting thrown out. They have so many that just like they, I guess they, I guess they don't, they want them to be fresh, right? They have to be right. a certain level of freshness. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of Krispy Kremes getting thrown out. I wanted to bring so. that to everybody's attention first. And, and second, I wanted to tell you guys a story. Well, yes. Oh. I, I remember dieting when I worked for the, the soda company. I'm conforming to everybody else in the U.S. I want to say pop. Yeah, the pop company. Yeah. Pop, and pop company. 
I uh, I remember seeing this, and it wasn't even a good cookie. There was like this wafer cookie, and it was on the floor out of the package, and it was just sitting there, grocery room or grocery store, you know, right out on the floor, and it was sitting there, and I was very far into the diet. And now there was no moment that I was actually going to pick it up and eat it. But the thought that came to my head was, I bet if I did, it would taste I, just as good as any right. other cookie. There'd be nothing and, wrong with that. And I bet you'd be okay. And I bet I'd be okay. Like I literally had that thought like, hey, I bet that would taste just as good. There'd be nothing wrong with it. And then there's like a little bit, there's a little bit of your brain that goes, and you know, because it's off the ground... It's technically not really like it's not like food I bought it. anymore. Yeah, it's not like I paid so it's for it. Like real calories, it's almost exactly. just like incidental calories that you ingest just by moving <laughs> through like breathing, that. moving through the world. That's kind you know? of where my head was. You know what I mean? Right? Like, yeah, yeah that, that wouldn't count. You know, I didn't, I didn't pack That's, it. I didn't uh, intentionally purchase it. Yeah, you know? I love yeah. that your guilty pleasure is something you didn't eat. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a lot of. He them. has guilt for thinking about eating a cookie. It was a moment he'll ground. never forget. I yeah. had He's like, so there it's I the was. closest he came in his life he, to eating garbage. He had to tell somebody. Yeah, <laughs> if he was religious, he would have told his his uh, pastor about it. Like, <laughs> I got to talk to you. So I do this I, thing. I almost cheated on your wife. No, my dad. No, <laughs> was on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> here, here, Way here's worse. a little more. Here's Way a little worse, more sir. of what I've done. So here's okay. the reality of it. So. I like variety. So there's no single one thing. I like the freedom of knowing that I'm going to get to eat something, you know, that's off plan. And it's got to be something, It's it's got to be it's some level of constraint size wise. I can't go out and get like an entire sheet cake, right? But right. I'd go to the grocery store, especially like in the middle of summer when it's hot. You're probably on a bunch of clen and everything else. And it's nice and cool in there, you know, walking through the freezer so aisles. On clen. Yeah. 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 Like three, so you know. We all doing summer. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking contest prep, you know, so you're okay, all okay. uncomfortable. Okay. I thought that was just something you did because it was July. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. July's for Clint. July's for Clint. I found this cupcake one time and it was, uh, it had like this blue frosting on it and they had it look like, um, who was the blue guy from Sesame Street? The Grover? Grover, Yeah. Gro no, 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 no. It was Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. It was Cookie yeah. Monster. Yeah. Dude, so they had Cookie Monster on there. And not only did you get the cupcake out of his mouth, they had a little Oreo, an Oreo cookie sticking out of it. And it was like this really deep blue frosting. You could see it from across the room. So that was my snack. That was my cheat meal, uh, that treat that I had. And, and here's the part that really got me. <sighs> I pooped blue for two days after that. Like literally, oh, wow. there was so much That's food hilarious. coloring in that that like the water turned like a tint of blue. I was like, oh, oh wow. that's amazing. That can't be good for me. But I thought to myself, you know what? One day I'm going to tell that story in front of a lot of people on a podcast. That's hilarious. We found the day. It was uh, today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Uh, that's oh, funny. Man. All right, yeah. so little I, I, cookie monster. First off, I I I love the fact that because you had already told the story about finding a cookie on the ground. Oh, I'm going all like, in. So one day I found a cupcake. I'm like, why does he find things all the time? Well, then the cupcake I you meant in a yeah. store. Like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like on the side of the road or something. <laughs> Your lead had me confused. I'm like, here we go again. Only this time yeah. he ate it. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I'm going all yeah. in. I'm going all in today, guys. Yes. No, my, my, I, here's what's funny. And Ron, Ron knows this and he's actually the same. So it's terrible is my guilty pleasure is actually really simple, which is after a show, dead of off season, retired. If I go to dinner, all I want to eat is steak and rice. That's what I'm going to order. doesn't matter where we go. I'm actually irritated if they don't have rice on the menu as an option to switch for what I have. But the guilty pleasure is if they have a small pizza or flatbread, mm. that comes first every single time. You just order the flatbread, the pizza, whatever type you want. That's your warm-up. And then you find yourself in an unmeasured steak with rice. And I usually ask for double rice because they'll usually throw it down for you. And you're good to go. But yeah, it is the it is the pizza warm up that that gets it going. You know, I I like to think I have something to do with that. Yeah, it's just like a, there's that, other there's other things that have come out of my mouth where Dusty said, "Oh, you're becoming me," and then <laughs> there's there's a couple things where Dusty's like, "I really like a good flatbread before my steak." I'm like. I think I have something to do with that. I think I might have started that. Yeah. I think that yeah, might have been my contribution. We yeah. hang out at Earl's, and there it was. Yeah, 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 yeah something like that. But, yeah, yeah, those are the gems. But as far as, like, a bad thing, air quote, um, my favorite dessert is carrot cake, but not any carrot cake. It has to be awesome. And there's actually a place in Arizona that I used to go pick it up after a prep and just bring it home. I'd go to a high-end steakhouse and buy just the carrot cake. Ooh, right. But to give you an idea, I brought it home one night, and before I ate, the entire thing. I was like, should probably weigh this. Yeah. And it was just shy of two pounds. Yeah. And oh, I was wow. like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I was Flour like, no one sugar. can eat this except for yeah. me. And then I yeah. did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like phenomenal. Thousand, I was, I, I wish I had the, carbs. I literally was about to like scrounge through uh, old pictures to find it because it, it's, you know, I mean, it literally is like that tall, you know? Yeah. Life Did they changing. have like the, the cream cheese frosting on it? Oh, oh that's the only to. reason you eat it. That's yeah. It. It's all a lie just to transport cream cheese frosting to your mouth. The rest is nonsense. I, I, know th- this. I think at this stage, so there's no shows like coming up next week. So we can talk about these things openly. But I feel like too far into the season, we need to get it out of our systems now because we like right. people will have to shut us off, you know. If we're right, right, talking cream yeah. cheese, got people starting diets right about now too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's not everybody though. That's not it's all everybody. fun and games because <laughs> yeah. Nikki will request to make desserts or dinners at the house all the time right now. Oh, she's one of yeah. those people, huh? Yeah, yeah. yes. So she's like, I, I'm going to make you cookies. I'm going to do this. Like I told her, tell the Arnold, I wanted to not eat any more like home meals. Meals. Okay. And like, as the first time in our entire relationship, like, I thought she was a little mad at me. I was like, <laughs> right. I'm like, that's her. She's like, well, what am I going to make? I'm like, I don't know. Make it for the other guy. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one? Nathan Scott had another one over at the group. Let me actually screen cap it here. So, first of all, he says, uh, I'm in the army. And I'm looking for a way to still hit my protein goal while in the field for a month at a time. Um, I've been dehydrating steak into jerky, and that's probably what my plan is going to be. My question is, would eating five meals of jerky for a month, um, would that be bad? He says, in my head, it's just steak. Well, technically, it's just just steak. Like, I, yeah. I mean, 
unless he runs into some kind of like issue for another reason like you know I, I i don't know i mean can you make it out of other meat too can he can he do some turkey jerky so he doesn't get just completely fried on steak you know that's yeah. that's where i'd be that'd be my first concern um my first concern also, would be jaw health from yeah yeah five flossing make sure you don't jerky. run out of floss <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna he have some like way a Frank in there. McGrath like jaw muscle back here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can do anything. You can do anything for a month. You know? Yeah, bring protein powder yeah. with you, right? Yeah, yeah. Get some way iso. Yeah, do your thing. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely do protein powder over five. Like, because you gotta remember, this is meals. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how to figure out the macros of jerky since it's cooked down so far. You know, that's back to our topic of weighed before or after cooked. Well, this is beyond yeah, jerky's jer- jerky's got its own jerky <laughs> You're not has its own ten ratios, ounces yeah. of, j- of jerky. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you only need a few. <laughs> yeah. It's really dense. It's really dense. I forget what the what the percentage is, but it's it's compact. You don't yeah. have to eat a ton of jerky to get, you know, forty grams of protein. And the sodium, I'd watch out for that. I don't. I mean, since he's making it himself, well, he won't need probably, to add salt to his meals. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, he won't need a salt shaker if he's eating jerky. Yeah. Well, I guess he's making it, so he can determine how much salt he puts on it. But I've uh, talked to guys before who have been deployed, and that uh, they they're trying to do. You know, I mean, I I've seen talk to guys that were in like uh, Iraq and stuff, and people who were in places where they're like, hey, I can get anything I want at the pharmacy but I can't get good quality protein and they'd be in yeah, some I can't eat. Right. Yeah. They'd be like in some country where like, I remember one guy was telling me that like the merchants in town had like basically fake protein that they would break it down with other things to try to, you know, scam the, the, the U S soldiers and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you got, yeah. I mean, I, I wonder what he has too. I mean, I'm sure there's probably going to be some solid food there, egg whites. and. But I think though, a lot of that stuff, the the food they prepare is so calorie dense and you're probably going to need more calories too. I, I'm guessing if you're out in yeah. the field, you know? So yeah. I know for myself, if I'm traveling, I'm probably, even if I had all my protein with me, I feel like I'm always at some level under eating. So if right. I were to have, any kind of extra food, just, it might not be clean. It might not be perfect, but just to get enough in, I might push that up with like, I mean, obviously he's not doing a burger, but traveling like with a burger or something like yeah, that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I almost always lose weight traveling. Yeah. So. Dusty, did you have some stuff? Oh yes. I have more. A lot of the stuff that I pulled through here were just things that uh, that I could kind of run through. Um, so first one that I had was when you guys are prepping someone uh, for a contest and, and you have zero care of their enjoyment of life, this is about results. Um, what is it that you guys see or look for that makes you decide that they need a higher day or a cheat meal. When I say higher day, higher calories. Um, and that's twofold. One, just because mm. it's a good question, but two, because uh, obviously Ron and I, and I don't know how early you started, Scott, but like cheat meals weren't a thing when I started bodybuilding. Like you started a prep and it only got worse and then it ended. Like there was yeah. no reprieve ever. So yeah. I was just curious yeah. how you guys go about that. And I pointed out not being funny, but the, the life part, because for everyday clients, like, 
I ask them to have meals because I want them to have a life. And there's a way to maintain both. But when you're in prep for 20 weeks or whatever it is, I don't really care if your life is great. My job is to make sure you come in nasty and win. Yeah. So yeah, what do yeah. you guys do? Well, I think before you need a high day or a cheat meal, whatever, like there's, you know, kind of the, the same strategy, essentially. Yeah. Um, you have to be quite lean. Like if <laughs> you got to have veins popping and striations coming out in certain muscle groups and you have to have also made a lot of progress. Like if you if you start dieting at 240 and you're 232, you do not need any sort of refeed at all like mm -hmm. let's let's okay you start dieting at 240 let's see under 220 like let's get you down like are you radically different looking than you were you know 20 pounds ago okay you might you know how's your performance now how's your strength how's your pumps all that stuff should be good i mean this is all assuming you set the diet up with you know half a brain to begin with but if, right. if i mean you know like with most people the first half of their diet, they have with me typically the first half there are no there's nothing. Every right. all that stuff comes in the last half when they start yeah. getting really lean and like, you know, we start like sort of throttling up and down a little more and like mm -hmm. playing with carbs more and the more more the more there's a lot more adjustments near the end, you know. Like so yeah, I would say most people don't need one. And um, you know, you should have made quite a bit of progress before you need one. You know what I right. mean? Yeah, the rest performance-based. I would say, so it might be different for somebody who's competing versus a non-competitor. If, yeah, this if is somebody, competitors. Okay. Yeah, sure. competitor. Okay. I'm yeah. competitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just was thinking coaching-wise, so just in general. Yeah, no. so, yeah but yeah, for a competitor, <laughs> we're going to do whatever it takes first. And it, and it depends on the person. You know, I there's a real rare person that I've worked with who just burns through everything. And, and he might start getting a cheat meal like the second or third week. Like, mm -hmm. and, and we almost use it as part of the plan. Like, hey, there's the day we're going to load back up, fuel back up. And mm -hmm. we might be able to ride that right into the show, you know. Um, I'm going to say you're more average person. I'm with you, Ron, that you're just going to have to, you're going to have to wait. And the other thing is, is that I probably don't want to have a cheat meal as your loading meal into a show. You know, we're probably going to want to actually do it in some sort of clean, controlled fashion. So what mm -hmm. I try to explain to people is every time we do some type of a load or a high day or whatever, that um, we're kind of testing out how you respond. So right. I'm going to have somebody check in like I'll, let, like let's say it's Monday and we're working toward a depletion and then we're probably going to plan a high day around Friday or something like that. And I'll say, Hey, why don't you check back in on Thursday? Right. Cause I, if I know him well enough and I know we're probably going to do it Friday, I might want to see him a little sooner than that. Say, let me see what you look like on Thursday and let's figure we're still 10, 12, whatever weeks out. And then I, I say, you know, like, okay, yeah, let's do this high day tomorrow and then let's check in the next day. And then yep. we can kind of get an idea of, well, okay, how did your body respond to those, those foods? And this is something that if you're 
as a coach with your or, or as an athlete with your coach, you guys are kind of in this constant conversation of knowing what your body is going to do so that when we do get to the show, it's not a surprise, you know, like, oh, we're just going to start throwing random stuff at you. People eat muffins. You know what I mean? Like for a show, let's do that. You know, let's let's figure it out so that the load is actually calculated and it's just going to be a, like another day on the job then basically by the time we actually get to the contest. Granted, water is going to be different, but we'll have a much better idea. What do you guys think about, um, is there a downside? Because like for, for me, one thing I've discovered with clients is they start like looking like, so when are we going to have a high day? Like, when are we going to have a high day? Like they're wondering. And I feel like, you know, when I was competing and I mean, I'm, I'm really happy that now that's happening in my house. Like Nikki does not care. She doesn't, she wants to win. Yeah. That's it. And I really think more people by coaches' faults in some ways fall into the habit of starting to look for it because like, well, we'll probably have a treat meal soon or whatever. Um, yeah. And I really don't think you should implement them to the point where clients are looking forward to them because, again, it's a 20-week prep. If you yeah. never eat out for 20 weeks and you come in at your best, who cares? Like, and, and when you're really in shape – when when you're when when Aceto calls and says, "Hey, today we're adding 400 grams of rice to your normal day," you're like, "Yes, yeah." You don't care that it's not a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? So I know I find that there's with you know, and again, it's not for everyone. But do you guys think that there are points where because it's become so popular in bodybuilding, it's a negative? Yeah, well, there are some people that psychologically are terrible at all of this. They might be mm. physically they might be physically gifted at bodybuilding, but they're psychologically just so terrible with food and it's such a hard battle for them constantly in every direction. And then, you know, they get with a coach that uses a lot of cheat meals and it just it can I've I've seen like the worst of the worst, you know what I mean? Some mm -hmm. people just cannot handle that stuff. You know, like I know guys that like I've had clients who are like, hey, um, you know, like I got shredded a few times, like eating those little mini rice cakes post-workout. Yep. Oh, I've yeah. kept those, I kept those in my diet right up to a contest a few times and I was in really great shape. And I've had clients go, hey, uh, can we take those out? I can't have them in my house. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. You just can't, they're like, oh, I can't stay. If I open a bag, I eat the whole thing. I'm like, oh, okay. That's just weird to me. Like it just never occurred to me. I weighed them all, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I'm with you. Sometimes you go, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So you're just like, oh, okay. I guess we'll take those out and we'll use like just, you know, whatever, whatever, plain rice yeah. if you want. It's, it's like, good ah. that they know that too, though. Like, yeah. as, you know, as much as I joke, like I've had that with peanut butter and someone will go, I, I hate Evu. Can you just use that? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. We'll use extra virgin olive oil. Like, right. same thing for me. So fine. You know what I mean? And they'll just say it. They're like, dude, if you ask me to have 32 grams of peanut butter, we have a problem. I'm like, great. And I'm glad that they tell me that because it's good to know your weaknesses, you know. But I'm like you, Ron. I'm like, that would not. The only issue I had with peanut butter back in the day was it was a pain in the ass to get the measurement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to get it just yeah, yeah. right. I don't trust I, people I didn't want with 30, peanut butter. 30. Yeah, I don't trust people with peanut butter either. I used to measure it by the tablespoon. 
and I'd, I'd just oh, say, like, hey, one level <laughs> tablespoon. 84 and, grams of peanut butter is one oh, tablespoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm holding my weight really well on this low-calorie diet. Yeah, yeah. So, but then you mm-hmm. see their peanut butter consumption. You're like, oh, geez. Go through, you know, three jars a week, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I do it in grams. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no. I switch to that, too. Weigh the spoon first. <laughs> now weigh the spoon with it on there. There you go. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> that's funny yeah, I'm, I'm glad Definitely. you guys said that about it because i do think it's a huge um i think that the mental side can actually weaken people who are strong if they start wanting that you know i just prefer and again not that it's bad to have i never cared chris used to use them but i honestly did not care and if anything i would be irritated because you're so hungry that when he's like go have a double cheeseburger i'd go in there and i would eat it and not even know i ate it and walk out because yeah. it takes like three seconds. I'm starving to death. I didn't taste it. And it did nothing to my energy levels or anything. So it was literally like the only difference to me, because I was cheap, was I'm like, that was $18. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you really don't you know? realize the uh, like the like the the psychological drive that food can be. It, even if you have like a healthy relationship to food and if you start bodybuilding, like in a serious level, yeah, you're level you figure, <laughs> yeah, you figure it out. Like you really figure out just how much food has that importance. You know, it's in, it's mm-hmm. in everything we do. You know, it's like you go out on a date. What are you going to do? You're going to go out to eat. We're going to celebrate a birthday. What are we going to do? We're going to have cake. Just a Christmas. Yeah. What are we going to do? We're going to get together and we're going to eat. So yep. you take that away and then people are like, oh man, you know, you start figuring that out. You start figuring it out pretty quick, but. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. agreed. I was gonna ask you, Dusty, on that note, cause we were asked a little while ago, uh, Ron, you talked about trying to hold on to every freaking rep that you could when right. you were dieting. And Dusty, your strength was such an important factor with DC training. And we did that whole uh, DC training progressive overload. Well, not really DC, but it was like the progressive overload special edition episode. People freaking Mm -hmm. loved that, by the way. How did that how did that play out in a diet phase? Because you were so into chasing progression in one way or another. Um, How did that work out as like you were in a, a calorie deficit and getting weaker? Uh, this part sucks for podcasts because I can't use this for my clients. I never got weaker. I got never. stronger. <laughs> I'd be like Dante would literally, cause I'd be posting videos. He's like, you got to back down. I'd be four weeks out. Mm. Like, ah, old, old seven twenty today. He's like, don't mm. do that. Um, and the I reason is it's not, it's not something like superhuman. So I don't want people like, Oh wow, whatever. It's because back again, I was on the most gear that's what I was During thinking. that time period. Yeah. Because my off seasons, like that's, and people would always argue, oh, no, you don't. I did very little, not none, not just TRT, but very little in the off seasons. So here I am, the closer I got to the show, the more things I was taking. Yeah. You know, plus my entire life was flawless around bodybuilding. I can't stress that enough for most people is my i mean i ate at the same time i probably chewed every bite the same time i never killed myself during a prep only in the off season i did that once um <clears throat> you know it's it's a scenario where i really think that that was the difference and when i went to the gym it wasn't it, it wasn't it never even occurred to me to get weaker and i think that is where most people get weaker because i've had clients you'll start up i mean they're 
16% body fat. You're a week and a half in. They're like, yeah, I'm feeling the diet low, so the strength's down. I'm like, no, you're not, fatty. No, yeah. you're not. You decided you're weaker. And you have to get that out of your head. Plus, you know, and Ron and I were the same with this. I didn't know cardio in the offseason. So my cardiovascular condition was up. My food was perfect. My sleep was what it was, which was always terrible. But it was it was something I focused on. My my routine before the gym was perfect. Everything was lined up to be great. So the only thing removed was food. And I think that that's why. Because even now, it's amazing to me how much wind affects sets. People don't think of that. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I, I, I was, you know, ah, I ran out of strength. I'm like, nah, I watched you. You ran out of wind. That was a set of 12. And at 10, you were gassed, and it became an oxygen issue more than a strength issue. So, yeah, for me, that was not a thing. But it definitely, in hindsight, made me look at how much better my training could have been if I'd have been that obsessive with all those other things in the offseason. Because I was, I was good. But, I mean, of my entire career, there was only two years that I could say I literally – did not make a mistake for 365 days. Hmm. Like I ate what Chris told me. And those are the two years that I did the best. And that's something I press to people. I'm like, I'm not saying to not have balance, but I can tell you when I had no balance is when I got my best results. So what do you want to do? I like that answer. And after you said the gear thing, that made total sense. Like as you were saying it, I was like, oh, I bet that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's really simple. It's yeah. you know, and it's funny, and I can say this now because I, you know, everybody knows I've I've mentioned that I, I started taking some things just for fun while Nikki was in prep, and I've it's I haven't in years. And Ron, you would have this now too. You start to downplay what gear does when you're doing it all the time, hmm. and you don't right. you're not trying to right, lie. Right. It's just you're kind of used to it, and so having not touched over TRT for like three years, and then like more than doubling it I, mean, I remember i was like i told nikki i'm like this is amazing <laughs> like, i mean i walk in the gym and, and and not even just the strength of lifting like when i walk in the gym and i'm like i'm chatting with the front desk people and our daughter works there and we walk around and then i look at a bar and my mind goes Shoo. yeah and i'm like oh that's what this does that's and because i'm so far removed from it i was like i mean i literally told her i was like i had no idea that this stuff is this impressive. Like, <laughs> That's funny. Now I see why people get and But again, if I ran it for, you know, on and off for two years, three years, I would get back to like, ah, you should be good either way. It's like, ah, you should, but it's definitely better. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so yeah, it was definitely uh, an interesting thing. And in, in retrospect, when you've been removed, I'm like, I forgot. That's all it was. I just forgot. Oh, yeah, it works. <laughs> <laughs> for those who are wondering never mind it it's definitely pretty interesting yeah yeah i imagine i i've joked with you know some of the guys at the gym like how long would it take me to put on 30 pounds if i really wanted to you know probably oh, be pretty quick it would be I mean, insane i accidentally put insane. you know i'll put like six pounds on just fullness if i just have too many cheat meals in a week you know like the other day, if Ron I had and some, I were I had to hang out for a week, he'd be screwed. <laughs> I, had, I had some Subway cookies the other day, and uh, I went to the gym to train chest and biceps, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or whatever it was, shoulders and triceps. That's what it was. And uh, I probably had five people at the gym go, what did you eat? <laughs> like, they're like, you look like crazy full today. I'm like, oh, I had Subway cookies. Like, it was like hilarious. It was just multiple people. 
Have, so, have you guys seen the new Subway cookie, like the foot-long cookie they have? What? No, I haven't had one of those. That's what they asked That's me. Oh, do you thing. eat the big ones? You yeah, gotta, yeah. I haven't had one either. Now I'm like, I haven't no. been to Subway in like a decade, but I might have to make no. a trip. I no, mean, funny. I'm like, huh, I got to look, look, Scott's Googling. He doesn't even know I the am. same thing. I got to see what this thing looks like. Where have you been? You really don't watch sports. I don't watch. No, yeah, yeah. So, okay, here's the picture <clears throat> right now. Ooh. Right? That's a foot long. I need yeah. that. And that's a proper measurement, ladies. I'm sure of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they tell you anyways. <laughs> exactly. She's on eh, eight inches. Um, but anyways. <laughs> What's all this nonsense? Look at there's like one with pretzels. And, you got options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a brownie that. one at the top. Yeah. Ooh. It, it's a whole thing. I could do without the picture of the guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had to have Could have done without what? that. It's not even like a sexy woman. Make it a girl. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a sexy yeah. woman. Exactly. Yeah, like a Her hair's a little like messy. A, like eyes a, are watering. Mommy um, teacher. <laughs> 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 I want to see a little makeup running. But anyways. <laughs> too far. Too far. Sorry. sorry. Mascara. It's good. Yeah. We're, we're good. Maybe one eyelash kind of hanging. I haven't said anything. I've just yeah. said we things. are within YouTube's guidelines. <laughs> I've got like one oh, foot definitely over that line currently. Uh, You're in that I way. feel in that really way. bad for taking part for some reason. <laughs> I feel bad. Ron by default just jumps in. Like, He's like, you forgot about to it. And then I was like, ah, it was too much. Yeah. <laughs> Why is there a hand also in this picture behind her head? Never mind. Yeah. Gets oh, worse. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, Mr. Henshaw, uh, we'd like to speak to you about your marketing. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this was thought oh, out. Okay. So back, back on track for another question for you guys. Uh, again, these are prep questions for clients. Okay. Uh, at what point do you start asking for more pictures? Because I know that that's, I, oh. I took it off of Chris eventually over time, but like, it is pretty funny. It's like, oh, check in every seven days. Check in every five. Check in every two. Okay, check in yeah. every two hours. I mean, <laughs> just to, yeah, I, 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 um, well, typically it's once a week. And then when you get into like, I don't know, what's real prep? Like 14 weeks, 12 weeks out, you know, you start, yeah, yeah. I don't know, somewhere in there, in the, maybe in the, the teens somewhere, you get twice a week, you know, and then it just depends. Like, some people, it just nothing. They just change every set of photos and they just, you know, two pounds, two pounds, three pounds, two pounds, 1.5, two pounds, 1. 1.5, yeah. two pounds. It's just, and then other people, it's like, huh, well, send, send me, maybe we'll do, you know, let's do three sets a week or four sets a week. Or I, I remember one time uh, um, my weight stopped moving. It was the first time I worked with Chris, 2010. My weight stopped moving and uh, we were six weeks out. And I was getting a little bit like, huh, I need to, I need to change here. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't changed anything. And, uh, I was starting to worry that maybe I wasn't ahead, you know, I was like, oh, you know, and then, uh, so I just said to him, like, what do you want to do? And he goes, I was do pictures every single day. Hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, we'll just go right to that. And then we just did pictures every single day for the last six weeks, all the way to the show. Yep. And I wound up like, you know, in really great shape. It was one of my best ever looks. First time I worked with Chris and I was like, he just, yeah, he was like, oh, everything was going really good. And then it just stopped going good. So yeah. it's just pictures every day. You know, we, we had the same thing, but it was actually reverse <clears throat> where um, my lowest weight during prep 
was a certain number of weeks out. I don't remember what it was. And my stage weight was 10 pounds above that. Hmm. And again, that's back to the hormonal side. And we had, you know, bumped growth up and things. But I remember like we started taking pictures often because we didn't discuss it. But your head, even though you know the scale isn't everything, you kind of it's going the wrong Some. way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you, but you look at the pictures and you're like, but I'm getting harder. So it's fine. <laughs> but it's definitely a, a mental mess when you see that. Cause you're like, I remember Chris finally, he texted me one day. He goes, you are awesome at getting sliced, but you suck at losing weight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, that's a win. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> what about you, Scott? Like, how do you, I know, I know, I mean, I know it's hard to answer cause it is right. dependent. But I mean, do you, do you base it on, is it ever out of, I guess here I'll just word it for myself. Sometimes I do it because I don't want things to go too far. Like someone's really cranking yes, along. They're exactly. really yeah, losing. That too. That too. And I'm like, yeah. well, if I let them go for four days, we might go too far. Yeah. Or I'll you know, ask so for weight every day. I'll say yeah. wait every morning. Yeah. Your weight every morning. Yeah. Because they'll start clicking and you realize, like, I mean, you don't want to be five days into it. Like, what was one day? Because, you know, Ron, you, you asked us the other day. Ron will just ask for, like, a in-person. Like, what are you seeing? And I'm like, oh, things are definitely better. You know, not life-changing, but better. And then, like, two days passed. I was like, a lot has happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. a lot has taken place. And then he'll see the pictures. And it was funny because the other day she sent pictures Sunday or whatever. And usually I don't really say anything because – you look fine. You look the way you're supposed to, you know? And we walked in. I'm like, Ab and Thigh look stupid, and the rear double is way better. And that was all I said. And then I just ate my breakfast. And then I was like, what did Ron say? She goes, Ab and Thigh is way better, and rear double is way better. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> how, <laughs> but far, it's like, how far out is she now? Eight uh, weeks. Yeah, eight, uh, yeah, seven, seven and a half. Yeah. Seven, seven and a half weeks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Nice. It's, it's getting yeah. fun now. It's, it's the point where I'm like, every, every day, I'm like, Oh, that wasn't there yesterday. And we yeah. have a lot. I mean, there's still plenty to do. It's not yeah, like she's I mean, ready she's by any it. stretch, but it's just, but it's, it's that daily. fun part where you're like, oh, that's almost grainy in the shoulder today. Okay. Yeah. 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 Starting to get that look. So yeah. here's what I, I would say. When do I start to have people check in more frequently? So like you guys, I, and it's pretty much, I think my answer is the same, but I'll try to say it in a little bit of a different way. That, um, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, uh, you know, we start out every week, right? Or somewhere close to that. And then as things, as we get closer, there's going to be some, whatever we need to do with the diet is probably going to determine that, you know, as you're depleting, I probably want to make, like you said, Dusty, I don't want to wait too long to fill back out, for instance. So I might say, I know that we're going to, we're going to probably need to fill you out by this weekend, but let's see you a few couple days before that, you know, that's where it would start. And then maybe from there, we start going to every five days, you know, every five days. And then after you fill back out, so then it becomes twice a week and then it just kind of progresses from there. And I'm not sure where it's at, but I usually have people, it, it's usually around like that seven, eight week period. I have people send all their check-ins on email and it's not time sensitive, any changes that we're going to do, you're going to apply tomorrow. And so I'll do podcasting stuff in the morning and then I get back to those people in the afternoon. But anything beyond that, if you're getting closer, if you're eight weeks out, then we need to start going to text. And then I have people start texting their pictures in the morning so I can get back to them 
right away. You know what I mean? Mm. But I don't have everybody do that year round texting me pictures, right? It's just, it's too much to, it's too much for me to handle. You know what I'm saying? Just like running Mm. your life based off of somebody else's eating schedule. So by the time they're done with the show, then I'm like, oh man, this is weird because I'm not getting all those texts that I was used to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, I do all I do all email because I like to have my little tracking of the answer in the correspondence. Oh yeah, but that is my morning routine is to go through and, and who's how far out and those get answered first. I still um, email them back too, like I, but yeah, I'll have oh, yeah, them so text me the pictures. Yeah, 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 and then that way I see it, and then I do like a PDF. So then I'm like, all right, e- email sent or whatever, you know, diet right. sent, and then they check that and grab it or whatever. I have a funny story to tell you guys about, like the, my my first big show when I had a prep coach. Ron might know this, but uh, so <clears throat> we start like coming to the end and trying to get real nasty. So this is really really old school. So I was eating six meals a day. Um, five of them were tilapia and one was salmon. Okay. And, uh, so he says to me, I come in, I see him one day and he goes, all right, listen, we're going to, we're going to deplete you really hard. He's like, can you tomorrow just have the tilapia for the five meals and just have the salmon, no greens. And I was like, Okay. Yeah. So I do it. <clears throat> I come in the next day and he has me pose and can you do another day? And I'm like, sure. So this goes on every day. And finally on the, f- after my fifth day of doing just meat, <clears throat> and I mean, I'm, I'm definitely in pain. And like I said, this is my first time. So it was definitely, it was harder than I'm used to. Oh yeah. And, uh, he goes, all right, tomorrow we're going to start filling back up. So let's, you know, he, he adds the carbs back in. And I said, hey, Jay, I, I, I'm not questioning you. I go, but I can't really tell. I said, what what was it you were looking for to see change in these five days that you finally saw today? Each day, yeah. Yeah, because obviously there was a progression. He goes, oh, nothing. He goes, I knew the whole time we were doing five, but I knew I couldn't <laughs> ask you for that up front. I was like, yeah. He goes, it would be way too hard to tell you I needed five days like this. So I just asked you to do them one at a time. I'm like, you prick. That's funny. He gave you, <laughs> but he gave you the secret, it made though. It sense, yeah. He gave you the secret. Like, like Ron said just a few minutes ago, like, you can do anything for a day. Yeah. So it is easy when you're like, you're like I just got to get through today. Yep. And then tomorrow. And then also, you're, you're, a week, you're a week and a half out. So when he asks for one more tomorrow, you're like, it's only one. Right. I can yeah. do this. Like I'm not dying. You know what I mean? So I, I learned a lot from that prep just because of the mindset. Cause you really realize like the amount of people that, that I've heard through other coaches and stuff are like, I, I, I can't. And I'm like, yes, you can. Yeah. You can't like you can't not eat for a day less calories. I mean, I don't think that most of us, uh, who are fortunate enough to do this realize that our brutal diets are more food than a lot of people ever see in a day. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the, (laughs) that's the, the bottom line that I tried to always go back to. Like I, 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 I would always remind myself of that. Like every time things got really hairy with like, you know, just like losing your mind, being hungry and stuff, I would just try to remember like, you know, look at the stats of how many people don't eat breakfast and, and Uh how many people can't afford to like, you know, 
buy meat from the supermarket at all. And, you know, percentage of the population that went without eating meat for, you know, more than three days on the planet at a time, you know, like it's, like, yeah, it's you just realize, yeah, you're just like, you're, your 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 torturous hobby is such a privilege right, you know? right exactly and it's just, just try to remind yourself of that you're dying oh. and telling people you're dying but you're also eating 60 ounces of meat a day right right yeah <laughs> it's then, like mm. what, what, one thing i always always remember too is i i've mentioned before how i saw like one year mike menser like an old mike menser interview got reprinted and he was talking about his diet for the olympia and it was the 1980 Olympia where like he arguably looked his best, I guess one of Mike Menzer's mm-hmm. best looks. And some people thought he should have won, you know, there was that controversy and all that. Um, but his diet to get lean real quick. Cause he did a keto diet. He would just drop into like hard ketosis and just right. melt fat off. It was just, he had absolutely no fear and his calories would be really low and he would just plummet into it no fear and he would hold his strength because of how he trained it wasn't crazy high volume so he wasn't like yeah. totally you know he wasn't yeah. like frying himself into oblivion he was just training really hard with lower low volume and and um i just would remember like well mike menser used to go down to like like 800 calories so my like <laughs> my 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 2000 calories is a joke Right. Like, and I would just remember that. I'd be like, I'm still eating like, you know, over twice as much as Mike Menser used to diet on. I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm not, I'm just going to suffer through this, you know, and just try to remind yourself of something worse. Find some, some perspective to take where it, it makes it seem easy. Yeah. I told you that was the, uh, <clears throat> the aceto effect when, when I did that year. And he told me about having stage four cancer. And, um, yeah. He explained yeah. this, Scott, where he said, um, he goes, I would never be in a point in my life that I would have the the nerve to think of doing two things at once. So he's like, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd say, I need to go to the bathroom. Okay. And after I spend enough time to convince myself to go do that, I go to the bathroom and then I would pee. And he goes, if I had the energy while in the bathroom, I would then decide if I could brush my teeth. But I would never say I need to go to the bathroom, pee, and brush my teeth because that's too much. It's too much to ask. I didn't realize he was that bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'd be be like a cancer you can't beat. Like he's supposed to – I can't remember. I looked it up at the time. So don't kill me, internet. But it was like 14% of people who have it survive. Wow. Yeah. He had a a melanoma, a bad melanoma. Okay. And he said the first day he did interferon, which was like the – the um what's it called chemo drug yeah mm-hmm. the first day he did his interferon treatment he went home and he just collapsed on the couch and he was like oh my god this drug's gonna kill me wow yep. and he said that yeah. it was just so brutal yeah but so yeah he, he he used to say well yeah. it's not stage four yeah, yeah. so that became my <laughs> that, so that became my prep <clears throat> thing scott yeah was he would ask how i felt so he told when he told me that story we were in a brutal my nastiest prep of my career. And he said, Hey, I need you to do me a favor. So he told me that story. And he said, I don't want you to think further than an hour in advance because he knew I had five retail stores and I was yeah. busy. He's like, it's too much. He's like, so when you wake up eight in the morning, you're allowed to think about what you need to do between now and nine. And that then is such good coaching. Nine to 10. And uh, <clears throat> so I was like, okay, cool. And, th- and it was brutal. I mean, it was hard, but I remember every time he'd ask, how are you feeling? I'd go, it's not stage four. And he'd just laugh. 
That is such good coaching matter. too. That he knew oh, yeah. that he, that would connect to you, and he knew yeah. that you might you would probably get ahead of yourself otherwise. You know, worrying about everything you had to do. Yeah, it's a it's a lot. I mean, I think people need to. It's why it's important to have a better feel for who your clients are. And he knew that how busy I was and stubborn. Yeah. So it's it's important to kind of slow some people down, and other people need a boot in the ass. Yeah. You know, but it was it was definitely awesome, and it it that was my first you know perspective shift in my life because you're like, huh, whoa, like to even I mean even to this day as I tell the story, I think like I don't think about peeing and brushing my teeth and like anything. Like, are you kidding me? And and when you break it down, you're like, you know, that's real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't imagine being so tired that, you know, he said there's times it would take 30 minutes while having to go to the bathroom to convince himself to go do it because he was that tired. Yeah. You know, so that's also why he lives the way he does and why he and I connect the way we do, especially after me, you know, trying to die is uh, he gets it like there's there's not time for sleeping eight hours a day in this shit when you realize how <laughs> short life is you're like no 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 i'm not yeah. wasting eight hours a day asleep it's garbage i would never do <laughs> that <laughs> that's i'd get your sleep you need sleep to progress guys yeah so, not there's, me, there's, the yeah. Yeah, there's the balance yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know what Don't i wanted worry. to add one thing because you guys asked you're asking like you know what what how often or when do you when do you increase frequency and there was another side to that too. Do you guys ever have people continue to check in more frequently, even when there's nothing that like you, you, you know, that they're on a good track, you know, you don't have to do anything. There's a part of me. I just want to start seeing them more frequently. And I was going to say that the way I describe it is being the passenger in a car. And, and there's a difference between just going for a ride and navigating and that you want to know, like where you're at at all times and you want to know, like you want to be able to just watch their body at a certain point. You see it every day. And even if you know, you aren't going to have to make any changes, there's just one picture, one picture, one check-in is like a moment in time. But when you start seeing them every day, there's this unconscious processing that goes on where you're not even saying like, Oh, you're looking a little bit better here than you were there. You just start to get to know their bodies better by watching the movement of yeah. the day to day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm, I can think of two clients that I have who go out of their way to update me like clockwork all off season. Yeah. And they're like the most consistent you know, a lot of people, they don't even want coaching in the off season, right? Like they just want coaching for prep and then, you know, they're saving their money or they're doing other things or whatever. Um, and then I can think of two guys that, you know, they just keep sending me their updates and they have the best off seasons. They're, they're the guys who have gotten the biggest and yep. the most size on and, and almost like just having me to send their photos to is like a, a good, like goal marker for them every week or accountability or whatever accountability and then and then i just sit back and the videos just keep getting better and they just keep getting heavier and stronger and just well keep doing what you're doing it's just that reassurance you know because then i think without that maybe they will like oh i'm gonna try something new yeah yeah like i'm gonna saw this new video about this thing but when they're checking in with me and i just keep saying hey man this is ridiculous off season like to just keep this going they're like oh yeah i'm not gonna change anything you know yeah. So well, it's what you don't I do think sometimes. It's crazy you know? that people don't do that. Like, my, almost all of my clients are year round. 
because they yeah, want yeah, yeah. to see the change. And that's how I was like, I, Chris and I never stopped. We would maybe go a little longer, um, but I paid up front for the year. So it didn't affect me. But with my clients, I want every five days because I also just want to, I want to touch base. Like you said, it's not about, listen, you're the off season. We're probably fine. Like you're not going to look drastically different, but I do right. want to just make sure we're communicating. How's the strength? I, I always will say, I know I'm a broken record, but I swear I'm actually doing my job. How was the strength this week? Yeah. Yeah. Are the reps up, know. Are the, you know, and it sounds funny because it sounds like you just keep saying the same thing, but like, no, I'm really need to know. <clears throat> you know, because yeah, that's a progression important. sign. You know, it's one of the most important things. How's the yeah. recovery? You know, it's, I, I remind them all the time. I always say this, but I'm going to say it again. Training is the biggest focus we have. How is it going? You know, so that stuff yeah. is is enormous. But I, I always liked it too, just because, like it, like you said, Scott, it's part of what I do, and it makes sure like I'm not missing because even even when you were very obsessive, like when I'm paying you. $250, a month, I'm not missing meals. I'm not going to yeah. pay you. And then yeah. that's like going to a restaurant, ordering a meal, paying and walking out. You forgot yeah. to eat it. Like, you know, but it is easy to let it slip away here and there when you're not doing that. And sometimes the, the financial accountability alone keeps you locked in. And that's probably why, like you said, Ron, a lot of your, your clients that stay get the best results. It's not that the other people aren't committed. It's just, you don't really realize like for the longest time I used to write down my, what I ate every day just to make sure I never had to write down five meals when they're supposed to be seven. Right. It just kept me obsessive because I caught myself at one point where I was like, I had a good week of eating. And I started thinking back and I was like, I missed five meals this week, but I thought I was doing well. And I didn't catch it until I kind of, my weight stalled and I'm looking, I'm like, why am I not changing? I've been doing good. And then you right, start really yeah. thinking, I'm like, no, I haven't. Yeah. I've been missing four or five meals a week. I was eating seven at a time for weeks. Well, no wonder I'm not changing. And that's like, you tell a client when I was like, well, something should change. They're like, yeah, what should change? You should follow the fucking plan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, so that's why at that point in my career, I started writing down my own meals like I was a two-year-old and just making sure there it is. And so I had pages and pages of the same day, every day. Yeah. I have a whole <laughs> bunch of log books that just all look identical too. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, but it keeps you locked in, you know? Yeah. Yep. What do you think, Scott? Is that enough? We got a I've little got show there. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I've got one more thing. I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to give an RIP. To my good friend uh, Dave Kalick that we lost yes. this past yes. week. And instead of making it sad, I wanted to tell two quick stories about Dave because Dave was like the coolest guy in the world. He really was. Number one, he was a big metal guy. So I know you didn't know him really well, really well, Ron, but you guys would have connected and you would have <laughs> talked about metal for like he would have gone on with you for hours. Okay. So story number one is 2017 when I went out to Los Angeles and uh, I was going to do the Titan Classic or whatever it's called. And and I do my depletion workouts at Gold's Gym. And since I only was going to train like a couple, three times, I think, um, I it was cheaper to get day passes each time I went in than it was to get the week pass. And these things are like 30 bucks per day pass, you know. So I'm paying a day pass every time I come in. And on my last day, Dave was going to meet me there. Dave lived in another part of L.A. and he was going to drive out and come in and, and take a look at me. And we're going to hang out for a while. So uh, Dave shows up 
I'm getting my wallet out and we just walk right in. We don't stop at the counter. The guys at the counter are like, Dave, and everybody in the gym just lights up. and is like, hey, what's up, big Dave? And and I was like, oh, wow, when you're with Dave Kalick at Gold's Gym, you don't have to pay. You just walk <laughs> right through the doors. <laughs> wow. You know, and he knows everybody here. So that's story number one. And we had a good time, too. I have a video somewhere. We recorded about, like, what his plans were with his athletes and stuff, like, over in the, the, the chair area and stuff that day. But then nice. the other one was 2019, I believe it was, at the uh, the Olympia, Meet the Olympians. And I was walking around trying to do like little interviews with people. And Dave was going there. He was like, he was going to go. One of the reasons was because he knew I was going to be there. We we're going to be able to uh, connect. So, so we did that. And um, I find him when there's like 30 minutes left. And I wasn't able to find Brandon Curry yet. And I was like, oh, man, I got to interview Brandon. You know, this is I know he's going to do good here. I got to talk to Brandon. And he was like, oh, OK, cool. I'll walk with you. So 30 minutes, I couldn't get Dave to move more than 500 feet. We would walk five feet and then somebody at the ta every table, literally, I'm not kidding you, literally everybody at every table stopped Dave because they wanted to say hi to him. He literally knew everybody in the sport. He got backstage at every show, never had a, a press pass or anything like that. Yeah, he's backstage at the Olympia, you know, like he's just, Dave was at every show and he was like just the coolest fucking guy. And I'm going to miss him a lot. Absolutely. He was cool. He loved bodybuilding. That was the thing. Dave absolutely loved bodybuilding. You know, what's good about Dave from, from, and I didn't know him well, but I knew him from meeting him uh, at Gold's and something I dislike about bodybuilding. So when I got into motorcycles again, People immediately like rally around. What do you need? Do you have questions? Oh, this guy does this. Like th they just like open up their Rolodex for you. And they're like, let's help you do the oh, motorcycle. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, I mean, I am like, I, I had a little service done at the dealership and I had a, a guy I knew. And now I call a friend. He was like, what are you doing? No, no, no. You got to call this guy. And yeah. now you're saving money. In bodybuilding, they don't do that. A lot of us, uh, and I'm going to say us just because it's fitting, someone new comes in there you, you don't you don't naturally want to like take them in like you should hmm. uh when i trained at gold's venice in the beginning i started going in there uh he was the first person who had i'd never met he just walked up how you doing i'm dave blah 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 let me know if you need anything or if you want to know where anything is in the gym because gold's is big yeah and you you definitely had to kind of like wander around at first to figure it out yeah and i never needed anything from him i was at that point he didn't realize this but i was in there with chris cormier and but just the fact that that was his attitude like he knew of me and that was all he needed let yeah. me know if you need anything and you and then you would see him and you realize like that wasn't me i wasn't special that was dave that's yeah. what he did you know oh this is a new body but if he didn't know me he probably would have done the same thing i don't know you and i own this place so let me introduce myself, you know, whereas <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of something I dislike about bodybuilding is when you go into a gym, uh, particularly if they don't know who you are and you see the big guy, he's immediately bothered that you're there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm not here to piss in your sandbox, homie. I just want to use the weights and leave. And I prefer the, op the opposite, which is like, hey, how you doing? Let me know if you need something. You know, it, it definitely yeah. shows who you are better. And that was literally Dave. And like you said, anytime I'd run into him anywhere, the only problem was I, I'm always like a little bit late as Ron knows. And I'm like, Dave, you're gonna have to walk with me, bro. Cause we're, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can't stop to have this conversation, but we can definitely have it. 
Yeah, he is one of those people. He was he he loved the sport and he he was really genuine in like helping people and celebrating people. And we, yeah. we talk we sometimes we just talk about bodybuilding, you know. And we talk about it was cool because I got to see pictures of like uh, Dorian Haywood and stuff these last few yeah. years. And Adam, you know, while they were getting ready, and he'd he'd ask me, "What do you think of this? What do you think about doing that?" Or he'd tell me, you know, what it just he got so freaking excited. And guys like Stan McQuay, he did such great work, you know. He oh, and yeah. all those people who worked with him they were also like that same best friend level you know oh yeah he 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 treated everybody like a brother and he was is really cool and i think you hit something dusty that that's what i think should be celebrated in our sport because there are people like him and it reminds me that i want to be always be yeah. that kind of person myself you know agreed agreed 100 well that was good that was good. I never got to meet him, but I traveled in a lot of the same circles. And I believe I may have Haynod met Dave, you know? I'm sure you did. I'm you sure you did. Because as soon as I saw who, who when, you know, you guys started talking and I looked, I was like, I know this guy, but I don't know this guy. But I know this yeah. guy. Yeah. I know this guy. This guy was everywhere. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. I wish I would have known him more. So. Well, great words, fellas. Um, thanks for another episode of uh, of the show. We're happy. It's rolling. And we're good Absolutely. to see that. I'm happy to see the episode that we posted right before the little sleep we took. I'm happy to see that it got a few more thousand views. Nice. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, we kind of yes. got gypped at one. I was, I was upset. I was like, ah. Well, you know, we, we did get several thousand views on the YouTube B channel, but I, I took that down. So there were a yeah, lot of people yeah. that saw it there. And we need yeah. questions, guys. We need, I'm yeah, telling you late. More questions. That'd last five minute crew, we need questions. Yeah, sure. hit us up. So remember, YouTube questions get get uh, preference and also Patreon questions. Yes. So think big bodybuilding Patreon. Keep a producer homed. Remember, I am mutant.com. Dusty 20, Big Ron 20. Use the codes, guys. Save 20%. Get the mutant sent right to your door. They ship fast. They are Very super fast. fast. Get your isosurge. Get your all in. Everyone should get on the gear. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Absolutely. Otherwise, gentlemen, remember, it's just bodybuilding.